0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I'm Nermeen Tasani, your host, and welcome to Marketing Month. This is the second episode this month. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you the three most important things that you need to have as part of your marketing strategy. Hey, law firm owners, this is Nermeen, law firm strategist and host of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. This podcast is for law firm owners who are tired of the same bad law firm advice that's outdated and doesn't apply to your small law firm. We'll discuss everything there is to know about your law firm, including your numbers, hiring, operations, especially how to think, act, and behave like a CEO, not just a lawyer who happens to own a business. I'm here to talk about strategy and not your feelings. So here we go. This is something I've talked about for years, so this is not something that's new, but I will tell you that it doesn't matter how many times I talk about this, people are still like, surprise, like this is new information that I'm sharing, right? So the thing that I want you to know about marketing is that marketing 100% of the time, it doesn't matter what kind of business owner you are, you need to have a multi-channel approach now what does that mean multi-channel approach i mean that sounds like a bunch of jargon okay so for years i've been saying this is the analogy i've been using your marketing strategy needs to look like a pizza pie if you don't like pizza think about it like a bicycle a bicycle has multiple spokes in it yeah a pizza pie has multiple slices in it right round lots of little pieces lots of triangle pieces Same with a bicycle wheel, round, lots and lots of spokes, right? Each spoke or each slice is essentially a different channel. So what do I mean by channel? Okay, that could be LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, networking groups, um, the bar association groups, your uh, church, your other community groups that you are part of, right? All of those represent one different piece of the pie. If your pie is only Instagram or your pie is only one networking group, that is a problem. And I'm gonna tell you why it's a problem. Okay, so the other important thing when you are looking at your marketing strategy and the number of slices that you have in your pie is you wanna make sure that there's a balanced approach between digital and some sort of traditional or in-person marketing. So what does that mean? All too often, I see, especially these days, a lot of people's entire strategy being digital. So they've got an email newsletter, they've got a LinkedIn, they've got a podcast, and then they have nothing when it comes to traditional. And by traditional, I mean networking groups, I mean, flyers, pens, koozies, supporting conferences, speaking engagements, anything that's sort of the non-digital era of marketing, right? The stuff that people used to do to make seven figures and still do today because it's still a valid form of marketing and business development, right? Whatever you do, that is one of the foundational elements of your marketing strategy for it to truly be effective listen you can have a marketing strategy and it can be completely ineffective here's what it means to be completely ineffective use for every dollar you spend on marketing you make back less than that dollar so you spent a dollar and you got back 70 cents you got back 80 cents that is ineffective marketing and that is an ineffective marketing strategy marketing people (laughs) will tell you that you have to give it time. That's what they have to say. And it is actually true. It's not something incorrect that they're telling you, but also you as a law firm owner need to make sure that you set the time and you don't let them set the time. So here's what I mean, and I've shared this on previous episodes. You need to say, okay, I am going to try this TikTok thing. I'm going to try it for nine months. And if in nine months I have spent $10,000, but I have not made at least $10,000, I will turn it off. And you can set your key performance indicators for that thing, the ROI that you want before you even invest in it. And that is something incredibly important that I want you to make sure that you do make sure you figure out what your parameters are for continuing and then what your parameters are for pulling the kill switch. If you don't have a kill switch, you need to make sure you do. Otherwise you're just going to end up spending all of this money being on a hamster wheel and wondering where are the clients and you're going to keep spending this money without having any ROI on it. So you want to make sure that you're doing a couple of those things at least. The next thing, And and essentially there's three things when it comes to what makes an effective marketing strategy. So number one, you wanna make sure that it's on multiple channels. That's rule number one that we've talked about. Rule number two, you wanna make sure that it's repeatable, which means you're doing it like multiple times. And then rule number three, you wanna make sure that the same information that you're communicating is consistent, okay? So this sounds like a lot of information, but there's going to be individual episodes dedicated to each of these topics coming in the next few weeks. So this episode is really dedicated to the omni-channel, the multi-channel marketing piece, right? So what do I mean by that? That means that I like to tell my clients that they need to have at least five pieces of the pie. They need to have at least five spokes on their bicycle wheel. Anything less than that is, not going to be enough diversity in the kinds of marketing that you are doing. This is very much like your stock portfolio. You would never go hundred percent on Apple. As great of a company as they are, your stock portfolio should not just be Apple. You need to have diversity, right? And the same is true for your marketing channels. You want to make sure that there's diversity in the kinds of marketing channels that you have and you want to make sure that there's diversity between digital and then your traditional kinds of marketing because the reality is that you have clients who are in both spaces. You have clients who digest things and might come to you from an in-person or a networking event, or some other kind of traditional networking, and you're gonna have clients who might come to you from a like digital standpoint, whether or not that's Instagram or TikTok, right? The thing I want you to keep in mind is that people made money before any of these things happened. Right now, I don't share this with a lot of people because people don't realize how many different kinds of marketing that there are out there, but because you're paying for this, I feel happy sharing this with you. There's essentially 24 different kinds of marketing channels that you can have. Social is only one of them, okay? So just to give you a few of these examples, right? We've got conferences. We've got webinars. We've got eBooks. We've got actual physical books, right? We've got magazines. We've got billboards. We've got pens. We've got koozies. We've got flyers. We've got podcasts. We've got YouTube. We've got joint events with other professionals in your space, right? There, there's writing articles in very popular magazines that your clients might be reading, right? So if you are a technology privacy attorney then you maybe want to get yourself published in entrepreneur magazine right or forbes to get that credibility under your belt right there are so many different kinds of marketing and i find that most clients get stuck on wanting to do just one and again if you listen to the last episode It's all about how I give my middle finger to trends. Social media marketing, as much as people want to say it's here, everyone needs to have it, I don't think that everyone needs to have it. I have certain clients who will never, ever, ever need to be on any social platform and they are wildly successful business owners. And the reason that they don't need to be on that platform is because their clients don't come from there. So that's one of the most important things that you have to keep in mind is when you are choosing your channels, when you are choosing the pieces of your pie, you want to make sure that your clients that you want to work with, again, your high value clients that you work with, are on those channels. One of the biggest mistakes I see happening is people immediately go to socials and they are, let's say, for example, promoting some DUI practice that they have. And you and I both know that DUI is a volume game. It is not a high quality, low volume, high price game. DUI is incredibly competitive. There's a hundred DUI attorneys out there and they all will charge, try to undercut each other by a couple hundred bucks. Right? Or they say, you know, first time fee, you know, is X amount and you know, we'll show up and we'll be ready in court for you. And those are not my clients. That is not who I want to work with. And if that is your business model, that's totally okay. But I want you to know that you are going into a high volume game, which means you're going to have a lot of people on your staff. And that means you are going to keep less. That is just the way it goes. Okay. It is math. It is not me making this shit up. It is literally, Math, it is the fundamentals of being a business owner. The more people you have, the less you are going to keep, right? Until you get to a point of scale, but it's very hard to do that in in law firms because there's so much one-to-one work that is required. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about this multi-channel marketing, okay? When you choose the places that you're gonna show up, you wanna make sure that your ideal clients are there which means that the clients who are high ticket, who are willing to pay what you can, uh, can charge and what you are going to charge, that's where they are. So for example, if you are an estate planning attorney who works with people in their seventies, you should not be on social media. Like that is not a good use of your time. What could be a good use of your time or a better use of your time is for you to have a few relationships with a few retirement communities where you can go and speak and talk about how experienced you are and how great you are and why it's so important for people at every age to have an estate plan, especially when they are older. Right. That might be a more smart use of your time rather than you know, showing up on social media and dancing and hoping that someone in their seventies looks at your video or, you know, the child of one of these people looks at your video, right? Like that's more of a stretch than you just going into a nursing home and saying, hi, this is what I do. I would love to speak with your, with your community, or excuse me, not a nursing home, but a retirement community and just saying, here's what I do. Here's how I can help. Okay. So let me give you some more examples of what I mean by finding where your audience lives, right? If you happen to be an attorney that does truck accidents, there's a lot of those out there. We see all of those ads, right? It may not make sense for you to join a networking group, right? How many truck accident victims do the people around the table know about, right? Probably not a lot. You might just get one case a year, So essentially, you're playing the game of I'm going to show up for 52 weeks a year hoping I get one client, so I'm going to invest at least 52 hours, not including commute time, so probably closer to 100 hours, right? In the hopes that you might get one lead. Feels a little silly, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it it definitely feels a little silly. If you are, here's another example. If you are a highly specialized patent attorney that has an engineering background, then I don't necessarily think that you're going to find referrals from social media. I do think that you would find referrals from other business owners in a networking group i do think that you would find potentially more clients by working with other attorneys who don't do this kind of work and from time to time do get those requests inbounded and then that can become a nice little you know referral relationship for you and when it comes to a marketing strategy, the thing that you want to make sure that you are doing is that you're exploring all of these options. So you're not just sticking to Instagram and you're not just sticking to digital marketing and you're not just sticking to one networking group or just doing you know, traditional marketing. You wanna make sure that you've got a healthy mix of both. You wanna make sure that you've got multiple pieces of each thing. You also wanna make sure that you're showing up there consistently. So this is not, I'm going to go to the gym once and then I'm going to have a six pack. This is I'm going to go to the gym every day for six months and I will get closer to having a six pack. Six months may not even be enough time to get a six pack, right? So I want you to really check your expectations as you're doing any of these things and one of the things to remember is marketing will continue to evolve. There will always be a new shiny object. Two years ago, there wasn't TikTok. There was, but it wasn't as popular as it is now. Today, there's TikTok. Two years from now, there's gonna be something else. Two years after that, there's gonna be something else. So, as you are trying to build a long lasting business, that's going to be decades of your life. I don't want you to get caught in every single trend. You know, it's sort of like being a bandwagon fag- fan, right? You just get on board once they get to the Super Bowl or if they're about to make it to the Super Bowl. You don't wanna be that, right? You don't wanna follow every trend. You wanna to stick to what is right for you, where your clients are, where you can consistently do it, where it's never a stretch. And the final thing I'm gonna say here about marketing is, I personally think it's unethical for a company to take your last dollars. So if you're saying to yourself, this is my last ditch effort, I am going to quit after this, or I'm gonna go back to corporate or in-house, this is my last chance to bring on a new client, and someone takes your money as that last chance, that feels really unethical for me. And you as a law firm owner should never invest your last dollars into something that's like a hope, a wish, a prayer. Something that takes time. Something that just doesn't happen overnight. And if a company is willing to take your last dollar, that's a red flag for me those are the companies that you definitely want to be wary of and try to keep your distance from okay uh that is everything for this episode thank you so much for listening in please go download this month's free guide if you haven't please know i will be back next week with another paid episode just for you to listen to and if there's anything that you need in the meantime please know that there are three ways that we can work together we can work together for an hour that's 400 right now We can work together for 90 days once we get past our 60-minute session. And there's always the CEO Academy. If you really want to learn how to do this stuff for yourself and really learn to fish for yourself, that's the flagship that I always say this is the the final step for you, okay? All right, that's everything for this episode. Thank you so much, law firm owners. I will be back next week with another kick-ass episode. I'll see you then. Bye. Hey law firm owners. Thanks so much for listening in to another episode of the wildly successful law firm podcast. I so appreciate your support and being here. Please, please, please take two seconds to subscribe to the podcast or to leave a review. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter because I do send a lot of specials and offers and just cool things by email once every week. The link to sign up is below. Thank you so much again for supporting me. I am here to help you grow your wildly successful law firm. Thank you.